the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission's Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO of City Mission in Washington, PA. And today we're starting off the next part of our AIRS model, City Mission's Holistic Care Model, by discussing the I, which stands for income. And so for those of you that maybe are just joining us and uh, haven't heard of this uh, before, the AIRS model is just a – it's an outcome measurement system that uh, I developed uh, several years back and we've implemented here at the City Mission as a way of measuring results. And so – uh, when the homeless uh, come to us and come into our program, we um, bring uh, programming, education, training to them in order to be able to accomplish uh, very specific outcomes. And so income is one of them. And so obviously for people that are homeless, uh, income is a very important piece of the puzzle. Uh, you have to have a sufficient amount of income if you're going to live independently in our community. And so we measure this to make sure that our uh, residents, before they leave, have an income source that's going to support them uh, in our community and to, so that they can live independently. And so today, I obviously, I my co-host, Leah Dietrich, is with us today. Hi, Leah. Hi, Dean. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's great to have you. And we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Sally Mounts. Uh, Dr. Sally is a uh, PhD in psychology, and she's also our chief development officer at City Mission. And she's going to bring a, a very interesting perspective to this whole issue of income and how that plays such an important role, uh, making sure that our residents have sufficient income, but in the broader community as well. And this is, it's going to be an interesting conversation today. And so really looking forward to hearing everybody and what they have to say. And so, uh, Leah, maybe we'll get started with you and we'll talk a little bit about a city mission and uh, the programming that we offer and how we're measuring this income piece and maybe some of the statistics that you've been able to gather uh, over the last several years as well. Absolutely. So income, I would say, is the most straightforward measurement that we do on the AIRS model. And it's really based on the income measurements given by the government as far as the poverty level. Our goal is for each of our residents when they leave our program to have sustainable income. And what sustainable income means is very different for every person. If it's a single man, they may have a different income level that they need to hit versus maybe a woman with three children in order to maintain their household. So for our residents, many times they come to us and they are not used to working in a position where they make a sustainable income. Maybe they're making minimum wage and working part-time and they fall into hard times and they're not able to maintain their apartment and then they become homeless. Um, Things like that happen very frequently for some of our residents. So oftentimes we have to train them that minimum wage or just above minimum wage is not enough for them to live on. So we help to connect them with those services we talked about in the employment 
segment mm-hmm. last time we uh, last time you were listening to us in order to help them to reach a higher income level. And the goal is to get them above $11 an hour, uh, closer to $15 an hour in order to be in a position where they are able to live more comfortably and in a uh, in less of a financial struggle. And in, an income does play a role in the um, why many of the homeless recycle back through programs and so forth. They get out into the community and they find that, you know, they just they're not able to maintain their residence, buy food, pay their bills, have a car, all the things that normally you would need in order to really sustain in the community. But they find themselves really struggling. And next thing you know, I mean, they may end up coming back to the mission or any other organization looking for help. And so it does play a role in in uh, in recycling the homeless back through services, does it not? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we focus on with our residents as well. It's not just about making the income, but it's also about understanding how do I budget, how do I save, how do I create this cushion. And within the program, that's part of the reason for the two segments of our program, life recovery and then reentry, giving people enough time in our reentry program, anywhere from some individuals stay for three months, some individuals stay for six, some even nine months, while they're really saving and dealing with things so that they're able to financially be stable when they leave. They have financial cushion. So if the car breaks down or if the water heater breaks or if something unexpected happens, they're able to have that cushion to protect them from becoming homeless once again. So we're really working with our residents through financial classes, budgeting in order to help them to understand what that piece looks like. We're also helping them to understand that, you know, that $12 an hour landscaping job for the summer sounds great, but come November in Pennsylvania, you are not going to be doing the landscaping job. And you may find yourself once again in a position where you're not able to make it through the winter before that position begins again. So helping residents to also understand you have to be above minimum wage, you can't be doing under the table work, and you need something that's with a company that's going to look out for you in the way that you need to be looked out for um, so that you can weather whatever storm it is. It's going to be consistent for you. Yeah, and income also plays a role. I mean, when we talk about income, we're also talking about benefits. I mean, uh, so when somebody is getting a job and, and, you know, trying to get to that $12 or $15 an hour uh, uh, rate of pay, but there's also the benefits of health care and other things that are also considered part of that income solution uh, for many of the homeless, right? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we're educating them on in these financial classes are, you know, when you have the option to receive benefits through company, what is a retirement account? What is a 401k? What is an IRA? Uh, What should I be investing? What is a match? What does that really mean for me? And although it seems like it's taking money from my paycheck today, what do I do with it? Same thing even with tax returns. What do I do when I get my tax refund? What should I do with that money? You know, it's really tempting for a lot of our residents to say, I have $1,500 today. I can go buy new shoes. I can go buy um, luxury type items that I may not need tomorrow. (laughs) 
but I, I feel like I deserve this and I really worked hard this year versus seeing it as I can build a financial cushion that can help me get through a more difficult time. If I become ill, if I need to take some time off, if a family member becomes ill and I end up helping to care for them, helping them to see that bigger picture. A lot of our residents struggle with that, with the long-term planning. And I think that that's one piece that City Mission really focuses on with them. We're going to hold your hand through this process. We're going to help you to understand employment. We're going to help you to understand benefits beyond rate of pay. We're going to help you to understand what to do and how to save money and how to build a relationship, too, with a bank, which many of our residents haven't had positive relationships with. So I'm going to open a savings account, a checking account, um, get a credit card and learn how to use that responsibly. There's different elements to these pieces that are really kind of new and unfamiliar to some of our residents, and we really want to get them to that place where they feel confident when they leave us that even if I don't stay in this job for five years, I know what to do the next time I start a new job or maybe whenever I get a better paying job even or gain another skill or finish some education, I'm, I'm ready to take on whatever that looks like. You know, and, and all that what you just said was so so critically important. And I know we could probably spend a lot of time just talking about each one of those things. But at this time, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Dr. Sally into this conversation. And Dr. Sally, as as you know, I mean, as a chief development officer at the City Mission, and and, and you have seen quite a bit over the years, uh, uh, not only at the City Mission but in your career as well. But uh, broaden the scope for us a little bit more on this whole idea of income and what you heard uh, from Leah and and regarding how City Mission is seeking to help uh, our residents not just get a better paying job, but all the other elements that go with it. Sure, Dean. Well, first of all, some people honestly think that homeless people don't really want to work. That's not true. The research consistently supports the idea that homeless people want to work. But for those who are low income, the wages have been stagnant and they haven't kept pace with the expense of housing costs. So too little income combined with the dwindling availability of low-cost housing leaves so many people at risk for being homeless. And when Leah's team begins to work with the residents who come to City Mission, they know that they're facing significant barriers to employment. We have substance abuse issues. We have mental health issues, and sometimes both of those together. Um, some people have a criminal record. Um, many people have unreliable transportation and they've lost their driver's license and can get it back maybe or maybe not. And then they have poor health or a disability. And one factor that's considered a quote unquote soft factor that people don't often consider is that we learn our work skills from our parents. So if your parents were homeless themselves or caught in a spiraling addiction with drugs or alcohol or always fighting or in jail, there are so many things about work that you don't learn. You don't learn positive attitude. You don't learn good communication skills, time management, problem solving, self-confidence. All of these factors weigh when someone applies for a job and weigh in their ability to maintain a job. So if the the National Alliance for Homelessness can say, all right, there are three main causes for homelessness, lack of affordable housing, unemployment, and low wages. It all comes back to, is someone, is someone basically stable enough and healthy enough to get a job and maintain a job? 
And, you know, work ethic, punctuality, dressing appropriately, detail orientation, these are all things that we teach our residents, which they often did not learn as they were growing up for their parents. And they've had very little modeling for that behavior. So what we see is serving as good models for them. Um, I've often heard someone say, Sally, you're working late again. When I come out at 530 or 6, the, they really do notice when I stay late working on their behalf. And it just tells me in one small way that I'm modeling an appropriate behavior. It's the attitude of having a strong work ethic. And I, I think um, you also have an issue of if people are able to work, uh, that's great. But if they're not, they have a disability. Well, that's another whole set of problems because they have to get SSD, but that's a labyrinthine process. And then you pretty much need to get and stay computer literate to be able to navigate that entire governmental system. So we have, it's it's just not a simple problem. We have so many issues that we're dealing with here. It's like a guardian knot, and we have to tease apart all of these strands that lead to someone's unemployment, then help them and support them to find a great job, then coach them in the first three or four weeks of a job and then offer them a sort of a systemic support as they move through um, that employment process. Well, you mentioned something really important there, too, because when we talk about income, uh, obviously employment job is really a, an essential way of generating income. But you touched on the point where a lot of, a lot of people also coming into uh, the mission, our mission, many other missions around the country have disabilities and they struggle with being able to even maintain a full-time job. And so, uh, navigating that system to try to get what you know, what entitlement may be available to them through disability or so forth. And you mentioned how onerous that process is. Oh, it is. We, we actually have a class in our career center for how to use your iPhone to get your benefits and keep your benefits. So the um, our our career manager will actually start with here's how you turn on a smartphone, here's how you find here's how you call up the the right agencies. See here's a phone number if you have trouble you can always call. But she will hold an entire class on using that small mini computer to keep get and keep a job. Well, yeah, this is uh and that's why income is measured on a separate scale other, other apart from employment because we know that many of our residents are not going to be able to work full time necessarily because of some of their disabilities, but they are uh, eligible for certain entitlements that will help them offset some of the costs and they can work part-time. And we do help our residents find part-time jobs as well as uh, accessing those entitlements that they, that they are eligible to receive. Well, I'm going to push it back over to Leah because I'm going to ask Leah to talk a little bit about the, what the results are. So our audience has heard uh, all the things that we do in helping our residents achieve a higher level of income. Uh, Dr. Sally, you really kind of really painted a pretty significant picture for us about the challenges uh, that many of the homeless face when they're dealing with this. And so I'm going to ask Leah just to talk about some of these results that we are seeing here in our program. Absolutely. So overall... We experienced last year in 2019-2020 a 63% success rate in income, which is really quite impressive. And that means that our residents are at a point where they are not just stable, uh, they're stable and they're thriving within that income category. So they're making enough income in order to sustain not only themselves, but whoever their dependents may be. And that's a 
very important piece because we know that especially for women and women with children, it can be very difficult to maintain a household whenever you are a single parent. And we're seeing those women leave with jobs that are sustainable for not only themselves, but also for their children. So they're able to maintain childcare. They're able to go to school. A lot of them are doing those pieces. And for our men as well. Um, I appreciate the way that we look at income because it's not a simple number. It's the simplest measurement for us because it's very easy to look at uh, income coming in and is it sustainable or is it not. But it can come from many different sources and I think it's important for us to know that. Um, We do have individuals that receive disability. We do have veterans who receive uh, veterans benefits. We do have individuals who have retired from positions and uh, have pensions or are eligible for some of those pieces. So making sure that they're getting everything that they are eligible for is an important piece. And then connecting them with services or positions that they're able to supplement that income and be successful within the community. Because it's very difficult when you have a fixed income I mean, we see this even in elderly populations. It's difficult for them to maintain their household, whatever it may be. So how do you utilize as well other services that are available to you that may not necessarily be financial, like a food bank? Or how do I utilize other community resources, even resources through the mission, in order to make sure that when I leave here, I'm going to continue to be successful. Um, and I think that that's important for each of our residents to understand, how do I break out of this cycle where I'm living paycheck to paycheck or where I'm unsure of how I'm going to pay my bills every month? We don't want anyone living like that. And there are ways to get out of that. And I believe that at the mission, that's one of the core pieces of our program is helping individuals to understand How do I get from where I was to where I need to be so that I never have to come through this cycle again and so I can help others to do the same thing? Well, that's very impressive um, results that I – 63% is incredible uh, to be able to – helping individuals to to really – Uh, attain a higher level of income so that they can live and sustain themselves in the community. That's very impressive. Well, the... um I think this is bringing us down to the close of our show today. I really appreciate uh, uh, Dr. Sally Mounts being here with us as our special guest and really enlightening us on some of the other elements as it relates to this uh, uh, income as a as an outcome. And that's pretty interesting. An income as an outcome, uh, but the uh, anyways, that's really uh, uh, awesome. I appreciate our. Uh, audience listening, and I'm encouraging you to please uh, contact us if you have any comments that you would like to make. But uh, thank you for joining us today for this discussion. And next time, we're going to be talking about the first part of our in our heirs model is is it's really heirs to the third power. So heirs, our one is recovery uh, from drug and alcohol, and that's going to be in our next podcast. And so uh, feel free to contact us with uh, and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We love to have your comments on the topics we discuss and until next time god bless all of you and from myself dean gartland and the entire city mission hope for the homeless team thank you